Right here on The Fan, I got you for three hours. You know how it works. The warm-up show comes your way at five. I got you. Till then, me and Flegelman rolling with you. 877-337-6666. You heard Marco. That's the crew. We're the same old crew, but it's the new crew, the new look, New York Knicks. Two games up, two games down, baby. 116-100 to against the Chicago Bulls. Who are a lousy team, but have gone ten and six over the last sixteen without Levine. But you know what? I'm not going to focus on that part of it. They beat the best team in the West with the first game since they've made the trade, and they are two and zero since doing it. And I'm going to enjoy. What I'm not going to do is focus on things that some people will focus on that I've even focused on in the past. I am not going to focus on the idea that they this is not enough. And they need one more player for a championship. That all still may be true. And whether or not they have it, I know Stephen A. Smith is obviously screaming all over the, the, the pregame. And he's made his voice heard loud and clear. And, he, and listen, it makes sense. We've been saying it for a while. You still need a superstar in the NBA. Right? You know that. You need a superstar in the NBA. You need multiple superstars. And the Knicks, even after the OG trade still don't have that, and whether or not they have the capability to do so with now just the uh, 11 draft picks they have over the next how many you know years and whatever they're capable of of offering for the trade deadline. You live watching Woj talk about it, and you need someone to come here and want to be a Nick and all that, and that's fine. And ultimately, it's probably true, but I'm going to stay away from it and just focus on the fact that this is a better basketball team than it was a couple of days ago, and I love what I'm watching. Other than the sloppiness of the first half, and boy, in this game were they sloppy. They were throwing the ball all over the place. Hart literally threw it into the stands. I mean, they were – they the turnovers – what was it uh, – 13 or 14 turnovers in the first half alone. They were throwing the ball all over the place, and the Bulls were shooting the lights out of the building, and there's and it's still a game, a couple of points at halftime. And so you knew that the Knicks were in this game, and you knew the Knicks were the better team in this game, and ultimately what they've done here since they've made this trade, like let's be totally honest. All right, you might miss quickly. And they talked about this during the broadcast. You might miss quickly his instant energy off the bench. Him and Brunson on the court at the same time was a dynamic duo, uh, offensive guard play. And you miss quickly. But let's be totally honest. And I'm not here to badmouth Barrett. But let's be honest. Do you miss him at all? Like watching this team right now, Ananobi is such a better fit for this team than R.J. Barrett was. It's not even worth discussing. Two games in, he didn't even do that much in this game. Ananobi scored 11 points. He st- you know, he took nine shots, went five for nine from the field, made a couple of defensive plays, got some dunks, but if you look at it, plus 35 in the game. 
Now they're going to probably figure out, they got to figure out a way to get him a little bit more unlocked offensively. He scored 17 in the first game. He scores 11 in this game. You want to get him a little more involved, but ultimately he fits this team like a glove playing the defense that he's playing, playing the, the role that he's playing. And right now, when you add what uh, what Isaiah Hartenstein has done here, who has been, like, let's be totally honest, watching this guy, I mean, I understand the kind of season that they were having prior to this, and I understand the Mitchell Robinson season he was having. Hartenstein gets 20 rebounds in this game. He's extremely active in the pass game. He's got a decent shot. I think he might have a better offensive game than Mitchell Robinson, not saying that's much. But he's killing it on the boards. He gets twenty offensive. He gets twenty rebounds in this game. They're pushing the ball down the court. They're hitting their threes. They look like a fun basketball team, a team that you knew was going to win this game. And you know, watching just everything about this team over the last two over these last two games, it feels like this team is trending in the right direction immediately. And that's what the trade can do. And that's what we talked about it instantly. There is a better feel and a different feel, and this team needed something, right? I, I understand that Randall's gone off, and Randall is one of the more, you know, puzzling, interesting, hard-to-put-your-finger-on players that we've come across, not just for the Knicks, but any team in this city. Like, let's be honest. Who gets more, I don't want to say hate, although he's getting his picture torn down at the end of playoff games, and he's been miserable in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But who gets more disrespect as an all-NBA player who's capable of playing the way he's played the last handful of games, which, in my opinion, is the best he's been as a Nick? I mean, he, in 39 minutes, he scores 35 points. He gets to the basket and finishes. He's been finishing at the rim much better than he has prior to this. He When he's at... When he's at full speed attacking the basket, he was able to stop and avoid a couple of uh, offensive fouls. He was getting to the free throw line. He was making those tough shots inside the inside the paint. He's hitting his threes better. He's three for seven uh, from three, six for seven from the free throw line, 35 points. I mean, who is a more polarizing night-to-night basis of and, and someone who's so important, an all-pro player, an all-NBA player, to have the Knights and to run the team the way he's capable of running it and yet still feel like he's not someone you can win with. Like on some level, that will always be there until it's different, right? Until he actually does it, until the team actually gets to the postseason and does something with him and he's a reason for making it through a round or beating a team you didn't expect him to beat or just having Knights consistently the way he has for the last week or two. In the postseason, there'll always be that fear that you know the ceiling of Julius Randle and you know the ceiling of the New York Knicks with Julius Randle being their 1A, 1B, whatever you want to call him, to Brunson, who's obviously, over the last two years, we know what he's become here in a New York uniform. Scored 31 points himself. Four for nine from behind the arc. And he had had a much better shooting night than he did the other night against Minnesota when they won that first game since the trade. But, I mean, Randall's ability to get to the basket, their ability now to play defense, that whether it's DiVincenzo or Brunson or even Hart, you know, uh, Grimes' ability to just be a pop-and-shoot kind of guy, and now you're seeing that even from uh, Ananobi is, the, is the, a kind of player who can make those shots, especially from the corner. They're better defensively. They're a better shooting team. And honestly, with Hartenstein, I think the offense actually works better. 
I think this team might actually be better with the toughness and the grit. I mean, you're talking about 20 rebounds, five blocks, two of them being critical uh, points of the game in the third quarter when they were taking themselves back into the game and taking the lead as soon as the third quarter started. Big-time blocks at the rim. Like, he was, he was a force in this game. And now this team, uh, again, I don't want to be the guy, and I don't think Nick fans should. I don't think that's what we should be focused on. Stephen A. Smith might be right, and in the back of your mind, you might always be wondering, are they good enough to take on the Bucs? Are they good enough to take on the Celtics? And I don't know the answer to that question. My initial thought is probably not, that they still need to go out and make a move. And whether it's Mitchell or whether it's Murray or whether whomever it is who wants to make that jump to come to the Mecca, Right, that we've been talking about since this trade, the Mecca, and come here and make this a championship-level team. Until that actually happens, all you can do is focus on the fact that they have a head coach that now went out and got a player. And Leon Rose went out and got a player in OG who fits this team far better than R.J. Barrett did. Far better. And they are a group right now that was 26th defensive rating heading into it. That's not a Thibodeau team. And I suspect, and what we've seen in the first two games, they're going to get much better defensively. They're going to get more efficient offensively. And they are a far better team than they were a couple days ago. The impact of this trade has already been felt by everyone on the team. Even if, you know, Ananobi hasn't gone off and been incredible himself, he's efficient. He, He waits for a shot. He's got great hands defensively. You know how good he is with, you know, he's one of the top steel guys in the NBA. His length, his ability to guard different positions, his ability to pop and shoot. You know, maybe actually Grimes getting some more time. We're going to see uh, McBride got 10 minutes in this game. You're going to see some different guys step in. But DiVincenzo's been good lately. Brunson's been good lately. And Randall is, I mean, you know what Brunson is. But Randall has been absolutely dominant. He's been a dominant force. And as much maligned as he is, and the conversation right now, if you're being fair, is this guy's an absolute stud. We can't always just harken back to what he's done in the postseason and envision eventually how it's going to end. And I know that's easy to do. And we, and we all get caught up in it. And we get caught up in the idea that they don't have this and they don't have that and that you know he'll turn into a pumpkin like he always does come postseason time. The fact of the matter is when Julius Randle is playing like this and hitting, you know, dominating the, the player in front of him and creating his own shot with step backs, hitting, hitting threes on the fadeaway in the corner, like every aspect of the game, finishing at the rim, when he's playing like this, this Nick team – actually has you thinking that maybe, just maybe, and why not dream? That's my main point of the show. It's been this trade immediately immediately hit with kind of disappointment, right? One, the disappointment of losing quickly. I'm not sure how much R.J. Barrett. I'm sure there were Nick fans out there who were disappointed they went out and, 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 and traded R.J. Barrett. But losing quickly, but ultimately losing quickly and R.J. Barrett, two assets you thought were going to be needed to get the superstar. And it wasn't for a superstar. It was for a player who fit them like a glove and who instantly has changed the feeling around the team. 
and it's two games, and they've won big games like this before. And you know the the Bulls certainly at fifteen and twenty one. Despite I don't care, they've been you know ten and six over the last sixteen. We know what they are. We know how limited they are. I understand you know DeRozan early in the first half, especially was hitting his shots. Uh, you know. Caruso is an excellent role player. White has really emerged this year to be one of the, you know, their better players, and they've done well without their superstar. But this is a team on most nights the Knicks should be good enough to beat, but there's something about the way they're playing. They were sloppy with the basketball, and the Bulls were shooting the lights out, and it's a four or five point game at the half, and you felt confident, and you knew the Knicks were going to come back and win this game. And certain players are starting to emerge here. And the the just the tweaking of a roster that had hit its ceiling. Like, it was just time to change the team. And yes, it wasn't someone who was going to come in here. And as Stephen, uh, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith said in the postgame show, you know, or have, whenever he said it, he, the Knicks don't have that guy. At least you don't think so. We'll see if if Brunson or or Randall can become this guy. And Randall was this guy last night. But they don't have that great star offensive player to say, here, take the ball and go win us a game. That's what they're lacking. But that doesn't mean you sit still and idly by and wait for that when you know it might not come and pass up opportunities to make the team better. And this team is better. And watching this basketball team, I enjoyed watching this game and I've enjoyed watching these two games, having the optimism of the trade, Understanding the defensive element that's brought here, the change in the team, getting rid of R.J. Barrett, and I don't want to trash R.J. Barrett, that's not the point here, but as a third overall pick, he was never the guy they needed him to be, and he was never going to be the guy they needed him to be, and immediately, I feel much better about the team with the switch between him and and O.G. I feel so much better about the team just watching them right now. So allow yourself to dream. Don't get hung up on the fact that they don't have a superstar. And don't get hung up on the fact that ultimately there may be a ceiling. Who knows? Anything is possible. And right now they're playing good basketball, and I feel confident that right now with this coach, with the style of play he's going to be able to get from Hartenstein, from OG, the way Randall is playing right now, you know what Brunson is, and hopefully some other guys can step up. You know, they they give McBride the contract. You know what, uh, you know, the way Hart's been playing, uh, Grimes is two for six from the three-point line. Like, they have elements here. They have guys who can shoot the three. Now they've gotten a little bit of a better defensive team. They still, as as much as, you know, the injury might have caused their rebounding, Hartenstein has stepped up, 20 rebounds, five blocks. Like, this team has the elements, particularly with this coach, to play the grimy, hard-fought kind of basketball to go along, you know, the three and D. That might be better than you think. And right now, I'm allowing myself to dream as a Nick fan. I love watching that game. I love where this team is. And moving forward, the teams in front of them, like, they're, I, we all know the three teams that are, are the top in the East, but the other teams out in front of them, whether it be Cleveland or whether it be Orlando or whomever, like, uh, the Pacers, like, right now, I separate the Knicks from all of those teams except the big three. And maybe the Heat, obviously, is the big four. The Knicks are right there. And right now, it's an exciting time to be a Knicks fan. And if Randall can keep this up, and that's the question for me now that we've seen this for a while. He got off to a terrible start, recovering from the injury. He's back. He's playing better. And he's a dominant force at the moment. 
but one of the more polarizing and puzzling players, do you have faith in it? And has he shown you enough, or has he made you believe, or if if this even continues, is this good enough with him, Brunson, and the rest of the way this team plays, and to be you know hopefully better defensively now, is this team good enough to actually surprise us all and not need the superstar and do something special without having to go and get the stud? I'm going to allow myself to dream. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you in the overnights. We'll do a little bit of Knicks, obviously. It's an exciting time, man. I, I have to admit, the trade really pumped me up. I liked the trade when it first happened. I was surprised at the reaction from a lot of Knicks fans. I know we like quickly, but I think it's sunk in now that this team is far better. Far better. And I'm not going to focus on the idea that I don't know if it's if it's good enough just yet or if you know they still need to go make that move. And we all know they still do, and that's a fair point and it's a fair reaction. But watching this team just for two days, I get it. It's two games. I'm not going to tell you they're, they're the best team in the East. What I'm going to tell you is the shift immediately makes me feel better. And the fact that we really haven't even seen the best of OG just yet and still the entire team seems to click better makes me feel like this is the move that could just, you know, switch them and just get something going here because it felt stagnant. It felt stagnant where they were. And R.J. Barrett, despite starting the year, you know, shooting the ball fairly well, had fallen back into what he was and what he is and what he always will be, and something needed to be done just to change this team, even if it wasn't going to be for the superstar. And two games in, it feels different. It looks different. And I believe in this team far more than I did three days ago or three games ago. And I'm pumped about it. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the football as well because it's already time to discuss the future of Saquon Barkley. Don't you love meaningless Week 18s when we have such fun talking points about whether or not we should franchise tag the running back? Woo! Love it! Or whether or not they mishandled the quarterback they drafted three years ago in the case of the Jets. What fun. I love dead seasons. Or whether or not we should win or lose. And is it worth it just to make Bill Belichick suffer? Is it better to make them lose the draft pick? Giant fans, are you hoping to cost the Eagles something? Are you, do you want to keep your draft slot? Do you have to go out and beat the Eagles? Oh, none of it matters. But let's talk about it. We'll do that. And, of course, as we wait for this baseball offseason to get started yet again after the holidays, and both of these teams doing nothing. And there is still a prevailing thought along the Met fans that drives me absolutely nuts. 